Good morning. This podcast is brought to you by Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg, one guy who controls the two largest social media platforms that you pay attention to. Go to Facebook.com or Instagram.com and enter the promo code EVILWHIM to let your dreams be at the mercy of some billionaire who doesn't care about you. That's Mark Zuckerberg, everybody. Thank you for sponsoring the podcast, Mark Zuckerberg. My name is Terrence Hartnett. Welcome to Down by the River. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, My guest today is Harris Alterman. Harris Alterman, one of my best friends in New York City. I think the my best friend that I didn't know before in, in New York. I knew some people in Chicago. Um but what's interesting about Harris, what I think we connected over was he had moved from Denver to New York. I had moved from Chicago to New York and we were both, as I say in the podcast, nobodies in New York, but um we had been somebodies in the cities that we moved from and so we were in a similar humbling position in that same humbling uh New York moment where you're realizing that just because you moved to New York, nothing necessarily is going to happen. Also, he lived around the corner from me in Bushwick. He was like my, he's my very close neighbor. Um, and he's a great guy. He's an amazing, uh, interesting and wise person. And he's a funny comedian, which is a, which is, that, that, that's a fun one, two combo. You know, you meet a lot of people who are interesting and wise in comedy and you meet a lot of people who are funny and they're great on stage. Um, but Harris is both. He's a person who I admired as a comedian and as a person. I think that's very, very, very rare. Um, uh, so I was really happy to talk to him. Harris had like a huge success on Instagram. He's very hardworking. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to work hard and what to work hard at in comedy. And so it's, I am always interested in what he thinks about how to work hard and what, in what instances uh, and what way to work hard, you know, and, and what's important in comedy. So he's kind of like someone I look up to. I look to Harris and see what he's doing, and I and I think that's probably a good idea to do. Um, right now he's living back in Denver. Um, I've seen him a couple times during this crazy year that we've had, year and year plus. Um, whenever I come through Denver, I see Harris, and so we've talked a lot. We 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 we're we're good friends, so we speak a lot. So it's kind of interesting to podcast with somebody who you've already heard all their opinions and you know their experience um so nothing is new but we kind of go over sort of his uh not rise and fall but his interest and disinterest in the other stuff of comedy the stuff that isn't the standing on stage telling jokes the that all that other stuff the soup that you swim in when you are a comedian the managers the followers the social medias all that stuff that you're supposed to um care about all of a sudden when it's time to be successful in comedy. Um, so we d- discussed that, and Harris has a, a lot of amazing, amazing things to say. So I really recommend this episode for anybody who is working hard at something creatively or working hard at anything that's not doesn't have a direct path. Like, hey, maybe you're a doctor in med school. That makes sense. You, you do that track, you know. But in comedy, you have to make some decisions about where to put your effort. Um, and I think Harris has got a lot of wisdom about that um thanks everybody who has rated the podcast on itunes who has shared it uh on your socials i really appreciate everyone who's done that um uh, max fine andrea allen these are people who have done that recently and i shout out to them they're great people heroes (laughs) they are heroes for uh bumping my thing so thanks everybody for all that stuff um 
and I, uh, I hope you're doing well. I'm in Denver still, heading towards Chicago, and eventually back to my home state of New York. Um, looking forward to being in New York and New York City. Um, so enjoy this talk with Harris. He's the best. Um, you can follow him at the Harris Alterman. Uh, he needs more followers. He's got only uh, you know thirty thousand right now. Um, so check him out and uh, take it away, Steve. Down, down, down. I don't like potting with good friends because we already have so much conversation we've already gone over. So we've already talked about everything there's ever to talk about. Exactly. And then so. Yeah, the other day we were with like four people. There was five of us all together and we talked for six hours. We had like lunch and then dinner. There's nothing left to say. We Everyone's opinion was completely voiced and uh, people were just taking opinions on for sport. They're like... You know, I think sex isn't emotional, and it's, everyone was like, "All right, let's fight on that." Sure. Except me, I don't, I don't voice opinions. Yeah, you're, you like, you take pot shots from the side. Yeah, I don't. My biggest opinion is I don't like opinions. <laughs> Hot take: I don't like opinions. I don't like opinions. No, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, but you're dating somebody who loves opinions. Oh, she's does she in a relationship? Someone has all the opinions. I have no opinions. The other guy is like, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, maybe Thai. Thai, yeah, Thai. Thai food. Thai's good. If not Thai fine <laughs> <laughs> i could well try tomorrow we'll eat again we'll eat we'll eat today isn't the big most important day for eating yeah um you like denver enough you've been here for how long uh i'm from here well yeah okay sorry sorry we'll cut we'll start from the beginning um are we starting from the beginning no, 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 okay. Oh, okay uh you yeah you grew up here in the city of denver i you did move to <laughs> new, new york, york city, city. <laughs> Heard of it? Bushwick, Brooklyn. Yes. Around the corner from Loved boy. Bushwick. You did not? No. I, uh, Carmen Legala said she's living in Bushwick, and I was like, ugh. <laughs> and she was like, what? Oh, she likes it. Um, she likes it, yeah. I think she's in a better part. Our part was a little bit sketchy. Little... It was almost bed sty. Eh, it's just said. too much. There's no trees. No I trees. I need trees. I, I didn't realize how much I needed trees until I left, I left Absolutely. New York. Yeah. I didn't know Bushwick. that I was a nature boy until I moved to New York. And yeah. I was like, this isn't how humans should live. This is you incorrect. Get, you get so sad. Yeah. I mean, and the comedy doesn't help. The fact that we're nobodies doesn't help. Speak New York. for yourself. Sorry. <laughs> well, no. I will, like, I, like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Laughing skull. You don't know, poop on yourself. You're not a nobody. That's right. Thank you. You don't have to, your self-worth doesn't come from, you know, your ranking in comedy, Terrence. Hell yeah, dude. You're one of the most mentally healthy comedians I know. Well, thank you. For funny comedians. Sometimes some people are like, they're real, they're in a good, really good headspace, but that's because they're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't give a shit uh, about getting better because they think they're already great, you know? Um, <laughs> like, your zen is hurting you, you know what I mean? But you're funny and you're, you're in a good headspace. That's, a, I mean, always like, like, that's the part where, like, you go into a, you're like a comedian I admire as opposed to, like, just my friend, Harris. There's also, wow. like, I'm like, what is Harris doing? Like, the fact that you don't want to go back to New York right away is... Uh, inspiring to me. I'm like, well, yeah, then I don't feel like going in if Harris isn't going to go. Oh, then. God, you're following my lead? Yes. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I'm winging it, too. I, well, everyone's winging it now, but what, what is your what is your theory? How are you winging it? What are you thinking about it right now? Um, I think COVID kind of reshaped how I was kind of thinking about comedy. I think I was way too into, like, the grind mentality of it and just totally forgetting to have fun and like enjoy your life 
parts yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, and just focusing too much on the parts that aren't thinking of funny things, you know, like, like I got to go to this show and I got to hang out here. I got to like meet these people, the blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what am I, what am I doing? Cause when you start comedy, that's not, that's not what you're thinking about at all. No, you're trying to, th- you're trying to think of a good new bit. Yeah, yeah, so that's what I'm trying to do it again. Yeah. I'm trying not to care about the externalities of all the other shit you can't control. I'm just trying to think of funny ideas and then say them in front of people. Followers, managers, yada, 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 <laughs> all that shit. Um, it's just a headache. But you were good at it, too. Uh, I think uh, you were good at it. That's what's, that's what's interesting. It's like people who arrive at this spot that you're at where it's like just about being funny most of them have not gone through the ringer of already having gotten 30,000 Instagram followers and a lot of good attention from people right I don't know Didn't yeah have- uh, I'm not like giving up on comedy as a career I think it, I'm just trying to have a healthier mindset about it so it's not so I don't want it to be a thing that like hangs over me I want it to be a thing that like I have fun doing you look forward to yeah do you worry that that's gonna that that you need that unhealthy drive, that unhealthy um, venomous ambition in order to actually make a living at it, and you'll have to have a day job? Yeah, I think that that could be a possibility, but uh, I think the way I'm thinking about it now, it's not worth it. It's yeah. like why why do you want to exhaust yourself and be unhappy just so you can have you know quote unquote success? That's not success if you're not happy. Hell yeah. Where pe- people are just so fucked up in their mindset about yes. it. Yes. This is the stuff. This is what <laughs> I come to you for. This is so good. Um, it's fucked up. It's fucked up, of course. And, like, it's just like a, I mean, it's like, it's like the fact that you already know all the things you need to, to be happy. You know what you need to be happy. It's not like, there's nothing to discover. You don't need to work at it. You don't need to work at, you don't need to achieve anything else in order to be happy. You can be happy yeah. right now. Exactly, exactly. And if you're not happy right now, you won't be happy ever. Why why be like, I'm not going to be happy until I, like, reach this comedy goal? Just try to be happy now. Stop delaying it. And also, you talk to people who do reach, like, their big comedy goal, and it was all a facade. And they're like, oh, shit, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I want to be Rory Scovel. Like, literally, it was so funny. Someone would ask Sean Patton, like, how do I be like you? And he goes, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to be Rory Scovel. (laughs) 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 And then my friend, and then I tell, and then I tell my friends, like, one of my favorite comics is Rory Scovel. And then they go, who's Rory Scovel? He's not famous. He's not famous at all. So, like, you you always want to be, like, that next level, so. Yeah. I know a guy who got to be a writer on SNL. First thing he said was, didn't get cast. Oh, I want to be on the cast. Why not on the cast? I'm upset. Yeah, so just be happy with what you're doing, you know? I got a bunch of shows booked for May in Denver, Colorado, and that's great. Yeah, there's lots of work here. That's great. Yeah. You know, I don't know. You don't have I just feel like people, I got to perform in New York City because that's where everything's happening. And it's like if you just break down what it is, you're performing for people in a room. There can be people in a room in New York or there can be people in a room in Denver. It's just people in a room. It's just oh how you God. frame it. Oh it's all in your God. fucking head. Oh, my God. Right. Why and are the people in New York different? They're just people and sitting it's like, in chairs. But, yeah, uh, you want to get – it's for the mo- it's for money. People, If you perform for people in New York, then maybe you can get on TV. And, and then, then people don't, like, follow their train of thought to the very end. Yeah. And it's like, but why, why? Keep asking yourself, like, why are you doing this? Yeah, what do you want? Well, yeah, when you're, when you're, when you're sitting back, it's all said and done, and you're, and you're finally happy, what's, what does it look like? 
Me? No. Well, oh. yeah, let's do, we'll do that, sure. Uh, huge cock. Huge cock. Just huge. So we'll have the surgeries involved. Throbbing. Uh, three balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, yeah, how can you be happy with just two balls? How can, yeah, how can not enough somebody, for me. Somebody... You always want more balls in this life. <laughs> I want uh, How many balls does Roy Scoville have? That's how many balls I want. <laughs> uh, Someday. I think... I think uh, maybe like balance, being able to see your friends, see your family, be outside in nature, yep. and also do comedy. But I think making comedy the center, and if you have to push all those other things out of the way, then for me, it's not, it's not worth it. Not worth it. Um, are you encouraged by this sort of um, the? The in the during pandemic things have gotten a little bit like anti LA, anti New York. People are moving to Austin and these other places. Um, the sort of democratization of the industry, you might call it. Uh, people are doing Patreons and whatever. Does that encourage you, or do you think about that? Yeah, a lot. Uh, I don't know. It's like a weird gray area right now. It's like no one really knows what to do. Um, you can make your own thing, which is cool, but yeah. also the internet. I hate the internet. And yes. oh, you want to ask me about that? <laughs> yes, yeah. I do. I hate the internet, and that's another thing. It's like if you want to build your own thing on the internet, it's a lot of time that gets sucked into like content creation, which is the worst phrase ever, <laughs> and also just having to think like a digital marketer. <laughs> which again, it's like it's okay if you, I'm okay with like doing a little bit of it, but if it becomes like a lot of your life is like feeding a content machine yeah why no for what i'll, yeah. I'll go for a hike i don't yeah. want to do that <laughs> we're all gonna die someday i don't want to sit in my apartment making tiktok videos it's insane it's literally insane <laughs> unless you my thing is like if you want to make tiktok videos and you enjoy doing it great have yeah. a ball go for it but if you're just doing it to get followers and maybe get recognition and like help build to the next thing. I don't know. Don't, I'm don't not, do gonna, it. I'm not going to do it. Don't do it. Let someone else do that. Let someone, I don't want to do that. Let someone else do that. Um, so you hate the algorithms. You've looked into them. You know more about them than anybody I know. And you hate them more than anybody I know. Yes. Also my day job is social media. Aha. Uh -huh, right. So I have a weird feelings about it. Do you want to, yeah, you work for a website. And I you do, do work for a website. Media not gonna say which one yeah you probably figure it out if you just go to google <laughs> but yeah i work for social media but i think social media is evil like a lot of people do uh i have no self-control over it so i switched to a flip phone flip phone flip phone boy um hard to get a hold of harris alterman call him on the phone yeah and for like a year i was like trying to like build my instagram and then the algorithm changes and it fucks you and you have no control over it so I just don't like, I don't like having to build something and then you're at the the whim of some company's One algorithm. company. One company. Right. It's not like a meritocracy. It's not, the internet seems like it's like a billion people making decisions, but really it's like two or three people. It's three guys. Three guys get to, get to make Mark, the whole call. It's Mark. It's a guy named Mark. I don't want my life to, like my, you know, I don't want to build my career off of, well, like Mark can just press a button and like blow up my house. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, you're building it. You're building your uh, empire on 
uh, 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 sand. Like yeah, you pass a lot exactly. Of sand. And yeah. that happens to people. It's like sometimes people like spend years building like their YouTube or something, and then YouTube just fucking deletes their channel, and then that's it. It's gone. Right. There's no court of. You can't be like. You can't go to YouTube court and be like you, that no. wasn't fair. It's like no. We're we we own the building. Get the hell YouTube out. YouTube court. Yeah. Oh man. Sketch. That's sketch. Verbal copyright. YouTube court. The judge is like Ray William Johnson. Yeah. Every uh, all rise, like, share, and subscribe <laughs> like, for the honor. Like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe for the honorary Ray William Johnson. Uh, Everyone gets up and goes, "Hey guys!" People on YouTube love saying, "Hey guys!" Hey guys! Yeah, Every, that's the first thing they say. Yeah, everybody in the jury is just calling each other slurs in the comments. <laughs> the jury is a million people. <laughs> the jury is a million people. The million worst people in America are on the jury. Yeah. A jury of your uh, worst enemies, not your peers. Um, well, yeah, t- tell me about the um, – because it's so impressive to – yeah, it's so impressive to have the followers that you have and have the attitude that you did. Because you have 30,000 30, followers, and you built it up through – what I understand was you made great content, first of all. Funny stuff that people would like. Funny memes, um, funny sketches. So it was, like, Instagram-based. It was also, like – Parodies of the business hacker guy. Parodies of like Gary Vee and like people who are like work hard no matter what, thousand hours a week. Hustle and grind, baby. <laughs> Which is like my TikTok feeds me that shit now too. Like a, like a guy who's like he's simultaneously a business influencer and like a pickup artist. Jason Capital. Jason Capital. That guy is the scum of humanity. He is so much. Is like his your real character. name Jason Capital? That it can't doesn't be. matter. I hate that guy. Doesn't matter. You're already talking about it. Ugh. That's what he would say. He goes, "Is my name Jason, Jason Capital?" My name You're Jason? talking about it. That's marketing, baby. That's marketing. It's Fuck over. you. And it's over. <laughs> you grab a girl's drink. You take a sip, and you go, "That's ten percent." <laughs> and she goes, "What?" And then you spill the rest on her head, <laughs> or something insane. Um, so terrible. Okay, so you had the character stuff. You're building like really funny videos that everyone likes. They're well written and funny, well acted, and everything's quality. Um, so I want to say that up top because it's not, it's not like some gimmick that you were doing that you got the followers, but the process by which you got those sketches and memes in front of a lot of eyes was mostly, would you say mostly was the, um, advertising through other accounts? Yes. And that is when I realized that it's all like talent is kind of important, but really it's all marketing, which kind of sucks in a way. It's like people make good stuff all the time and people yeah. don't see it just because they don't market it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I basically just advertised on very popular meme pages and that drove a lot of people my way. And it's that simple. And it kind of made me realize, like, oh, if you had a lot of money, you could just buy fame. Like, if I wanted to, yeah. I could have just, like, kept buying ads on these meme pages. Like, there were, some of them are, like, way, way, way too expensive. Right. But if you had a lot of money... You could buy those, and you could build a massive following. Yeah, yeah. If you could buy fame. If you gave me like a hundred thousand dollars right now, I could have five million followers. Maybe not that many, but maybe a hundred. With the shit though, with the shit that you were doing, I feel like it's like it was just you get it in front of enough faces, and they click, and they click, yeah, for sure. And also, if you already have fifty k, I'm, I'm, everyone's into this same thing where they're like, I'll click on that, I'll follow, because if it's like if someone has a thousand, you follow them, it's like, geez, it's like, what are you? It's like you're creeping into their backyard like hello you know but if it's like a bunch then you're just one more viewer yeah but also my mindset now is like who cares who cares about followers yeah why do we always want more followers it's so funny um people will casually so stupid 
your social circle in Denver is kind of a healthy mix of comedians and non-comedians, and the non-comedians will reference like, oh, like I'm in a van. They go, Terrence, you should have like a van TikTok. You get like a hundred thousand followers, and then Harris will let him go for a little while, and then he'll go, yeah, for what? <laughs> for what though? Why? For why? It's not like you get a dollar per follower. Yeah. It's the you don't. It's not. There's not. There's no. Sometimes people ask me, they're like, so you making money now on Instagram? And I'm like, no. Why would that happen? Because you, you could be like. Uh, like reaching out to brands or something. Yeah, yeah. You could be doing sponsored posts. I thought you wanted. At one point, you told me there's like, they do fifty fifty dollars per thousand followers or something. Or like, there's a certain you were you would have made something. Yeah, maybe like like email brands, <laughs> but then also then like what the fuck am I doing? I've taken something that was like making fun of like business entrepreneurs, <laughs> and now I'm doing doing it. like sponsored posts. It's just like the classic old adage. It's like as soon as you throw money into the mix, it just ruins it. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh. Also, why do you need followers? Why? Why? Right. I guess to... Or why do you need a lot? I think people kind of forget, like, for me, it's now what I'm trying to do is, like, you know, if something gets 10 likes or something, like, really try to, like, visualize. Those are 10 people who liked your thing. Yeah. Those are 10... Why? How many, like... Ask yourself, how many likes is enough? The answer is, there will never be enough, so stop worrying about it. My God, you should sell this. <laughs> you should market this. I mean, like, I bet there's so many parents out there who would love to have their kid hear what you're saying. I'll be a babysitter. Yeah, babysit a teenager, babysitting TikTok teens. <laughs> going, hey, here's, this is the sun, this is grass, this is a Frisbee. Um, we're going to be out here for the next two hours. I'd come into their house phone. and just like throw their iPads in the trash <laughs> and then just like put them in grass. <laughs> this is grass. How many likes is enough? The answer is none. And then you hit a gong and it's like, whoa. <laughs> I like hypnotize them. Also, you, you took acid 20 minutes ago. You did the dose of the acid. Yeah, I give acid to kids. Yeah. Then I bring them out to the park <laughs> and then I'll give them back to you a couple months later. And they'll be different. And they'll be different. They'll be different. That's, a, that's the Harris Alterman guarantee. <laughs> they will not be the same. Um, because I remember talking to you during this sort of meteoric Instagram rise, and you're like, "It's just marketing." You you had the same message with a different tone. You're like, it's just marketing. Everyone makes funny stuff, but it's about marketing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, think about it like this: like Comedy Central. Why do you know about Comedy Central? Because they have ads. Yeah. Because they have a channel. Yeah, right. They have a bunch of money. That's 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 all it is. Exactly. The shows are fine. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Most of them are fine. Yeah. If you have a lot of money, you can show your stuff to people. Yeah, you can get it. Right, because you have to pay. Also, yeah, you have to pay Facebook. and These are all companies, and they, they don't want you to just get free views on stuff. No. That's the algorithm stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pay to play, baby. You got to pay to play. But also, you have to play to pay. Or just don't play. If you don't play. You don't pay. And that's okay. And I'm gay. And I'm gay, I was going <laughs> to say. I'm trying to avoid that as a punchline, um, except for on stage for eight minutes. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, are you in? Do you do you feel strongly now? Do you feel like you have a philosophy now in terms in regards to this stuff in regards to comedy that's gonna be lasting? Don't know. Kind of like in a weird in between. I'm very like zen about it, but I also have part of my brain that is like pushing me to you know still pursue it a lot, and I don't really know what the middle ground of that is. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I'd still like to be a full-time comedian sometime, but I don't want to suck away my soul to do it. But you have values. Yeah, you have your values. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm figuring it out. Yeah. 
And uh, I guess I'll ask you on Mike. Do you think about going back to New York? Um, yeah. Uh, my girlfriend really wants to go back. Yeah. Um, and I guess my mindset is like Denver will always be here. Yeah. Nothing's gonna change if I come back. Couldn't hurt to be there for a few more years. Sure. Um, New York. I, yeah, if I did move back, I would definitely change my lifestyle a lot. Tell me, because I need to know this too. Tell me how the New York lifestyle would be different. Um, same job? Is the job good enough? Yeah, my same job. I think I would just spend a lot more time living my life there yeah. instead of just like grinding at open mics. Yeah. Work smarter but not harder. You'd like focus on maybe some smaller – you focus on some – attainable goals and go for those mm -hmm. not be like i need to be a thin of new york and new york comedy club and i need to be friends with everybody in bushwick and i need to kill all these mics and do a mic every day in bushwick yeah um, i think i would just try to do things that i want to do instead of i wasn't doing a lot of this anyway but like hanging out at a club for a long time in the hopes that maybe you'll be seen and they'll put you on stage someday yeah Something about that, okay, first of all, it feels gross. Yeah. Everyone knows it feels gross and weird. But also, once again, you're putting your whole, you're putting everything on the line of, like, maybe one person who'll see you who's the booker. And then what if that booker quits? Then right. you're just done. Back to zero. So instead of just investing And it happens in, all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear that all the time where it's like, I was getting check spots. Check spots is where you perform while they're passing out checks and everyone's doing math, which sounds terrible, and it is. Um... They're getting, I was getting check spots at Stand Up New York, and then a new guy works there now because it's a high overturn job like any restaurant industry is. Yeah, so yeah. instead of – I think my mindset would be instead of like investing in like other people to give you something, only focus on things that you can just do for yourself, which is certainly hard in New York. Uh, it's harder hard to, to find stage time to even work on your shit. It is hard. Yeah. I feel like I've been back in Denver for like a couple months. And, like, I already have more new jokes than, like, yep. six months of New York. Yep, easily. Oh, yeah, I feel like I've gotten more uh, new jokes. I've gotten more stage time during the pandemic <laughs> than I did through all of my time in New York. That's hilarious. I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, or at least it feels true. Whew. Yeah. And also the, the adage of, like, hey, man, stage time, stage time. You got to get the reps in. I don't know if that's true. I, like quality over quantity obviously yes um i mean shouting at people who aren't listening is not comedy and also the other part of it is like even number one you maybe you're not getting good information about your jokes you aren't number two it's not good for your self-esteem and mindset it's not which is a lot of comedy to be funny you have to be like kind of like in a good mood yeah i'm excited to tell you guys this thing yeah and i'm gonna tell you in a, in a fun way and and before and be performative which is that's a big part of what I what I was funny about my comedy is like, yeah, I'm happy. You're happy. Let's be happy together. Yeah. So if you're in a place that's constantly making you unhappy, it's Ugh. not going to be good for your comedy. It's yeah. like a weird paradox thing. Yes. Woo -hoo. I also kind of feel like taking a like almost a year off, uh, maybe it like made me better from doing nothing. You think you're better? I think maybe. I just think about it differently now. Like, I'm just kind of, like, removed from it more. So I'm able to, like, think about it differently. And just think about, um, like, some things that, something I've been thinking about is, like, how writing is important. But also, I spent so many years, like, writing. And so little of the time do I think about, like, the performance aspect of it. Yeah. And facial expressions, tone, timing, rhythm. 
um, and how I think now I think those things are a million more percent important. Just as important, writing. if not more. Yeah. More by far. Yeah, by far. I mean, like with, we're talking, we've been talking about crowd work a lot because we did a show together at that brewery, and like you know, like I'm doing jokes I've been doing for years that like people have helped me out on, crafted them, changed a word, tweaked a thing, tagged perfect amount of words before the punch, rhythm is solid, all that stuff. And then there's a guy wearing a poncho in the crowd, and I go, "Poncho man!" <laughs> Huge laugh. The guy's wearing a poncho. It's true. It's yeah. true. It's funny because it's true. He is wearing a poncho. He's wearing a poncho. Um, and that's fun. Like. Pointing out that a guy we're all seeing is wearing a poncho is as funny as the joke you worked on for years. seven years. Seven years yeah. of my best comedy after seven years. Yeah, and like the same thing apply, does apply to like rhythm. You know what I mean? Where it's like you know what I mean? Yeah, you, uh, a funny a funny way of saying something, a funny energy on a sentence is just as important as yeah yeah the, the funny energy or like a joke doesn't have to be the writing. A joke can be the rhythm. The rhythm can be the joke. Yeah. It can just be a sentence, but the rhythm is funny. Yeah. Or, yeah. And that's, but that, that's being in front of crowds, too. Yeah, you can't, Getting, you can't learn that any other way. And you can't get good at being, of a, performing in front of big crowds, which is the goal, unless you're performing in front of big crowds. Right. And now you're out in Denver, you could be performing in front of big crowds, whereas in New York, that would be a once every six months kind of thing. Yeah. Or once or twice the whole time you're living there, if you're me. So, yeah, I would do it for maybe a couple more years. Uh, but and leave town a lot. I think that would be my secret. Yes. Leave New York a lot. Every if you're in New York for two months, you've been there for too long. You gotta leave. Uh -huh. Come back. No one's gonna notice you were gone. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I think I'm gonna try to do more road stuff. Yeah, you did great on the road. We did that show in Nebraska. You did great. Thank you. Yeah, it was your like your one of your first sets back, right? Yeah, that it was, was your second second, second one back. <laughs> that was a crazy reintroduction. <laughs> You had the, you had it down where you're like, uh, okay, quiz me. And I was holding your set list and you had like... I had like 700 jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot to memorize. Porn freeze. Porn, porn freeze. Porn mom. Porn tits. Yeah. <laughs> porn hat. Porn hat. 4K porn. 4K porn. porn. <laughs> All my jokes are about porn. <laughs> yeah, your girlfriend was like, that's a lot of... That's uh, a lot of porn stuff. Yeah. And that's not the one Been sitting porn inside stuff. for a year. What yeah. else is... It's, yeah. Been looking at porn. What do you want? Well, it's also like everything that you haven't experienced with me was porn. That's like right. Everything that we didn't go through together was... I'm either hanging out with you or I'm watching porn. <laughs> That's it. Do you sleep? No. I'm awake. I'm watching porn. I'm watching porn, baby. <laughs> I dream in porn. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Browsers. Bra <laughs> Browsers? Browsers. Browsers. I think. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uncertainty, the future, blah, 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 blah. Um, so from your, I edited, what was your attitude moving to New York? Oh, it was, your girlfriend was going to school there. there she was going to school really. there and the momentum felt right. Mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like uh, I was already kind of doing all the shows in Denver and yeah, I just wanted, you know. You had won the um, competition. That's right. I did. I won the competition at the Comedy Works. So humble. He doesn't even want to talk about it. I know. I feel uncomfortable talking about things I like love that. that. Okay. Um, we don't have, I mean, we can talk about we it. We will. Yeah. <laughs> we ought to. Um, that's a competition, like a comedy competition, where it's like three minutes, then five minutes, second round, it's eight minutes, third, whatever, right? Yep. Something like that. They Do they, oh, is it applause meter or is it judges too? Uh, it has an applause meter right by the stage. <laughs> and it's like has mercury in it. And it goes up and down. Uh, I don't even know. I think there's like like a couple of the comic judges, a couple like audience judges or something. Okay. And there's like three or four rounds. 
and I won. Did and it feel that great? Was, yeah, I mean, that was like my goal for many years was like, I want to win this contest. And then I did. Do you and have to then, do different sets for every round? No, you didn't have to. You could repeat jokes. Nice. I think I did. Yeah. I definitely had less jokes back then. Yeah. Back then, that was like three and a half years ago. It was right before you moved? Um, to New York? Oh, when the hell did I move? Yeah, about like six months before. Nice. Um, so yeah, I think if I stayed, maybe I could have performed at the club more and like gotten into the club more. But I just felt like got to take risks, you know. Me too. That's exactly how I try think. the big thing. That's ex- I think See how it goes. I think we were in such a very similar situation, which is why I think we got along as like we were like relating. Because um, uh, I keep I, that's how I explain. Like my friendship with with you and Nikolai, it's like, well, they came from Denver and they thought they were hot shit in Denver. That's why they moved. <laughs> I thought I was hot shit in Chicago. That's why I moved. And we got to New York and we were all, you know, we not doing. Remove well. the hot part. Yeah, we were shit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I felt the same way about Chicago, where it's like was picking up momentum, all those meaningless things. Um, but also, all that stuff is arbitrary and made up too. Exactly. Exactly, and I go back there now and have people don't who know who I am more than <laughs> half. Yeah. Um, and if I had stayed, one time I said like, I wish I had stayed in Chicago. If I knew that if I knew that um, COVID was going to happen, I wish I had stayed in Chicago. And then you were like, but you never would have met me. Oh, that's and nice. You were, yeah, you were like big puppy eyes. Never, you never would have met me. And now here we are. Here we are. Thanks, COVID. Thanks, COVID. That, since since because of COVID, I've been to Denver six times. <laughs> I've seen you Six a lot months. during this yeah, pandemic. It's fun. Yeah, you're like kind of here all the time. We're like basically friends, like normal. You yeah. should move here and we should start a show. I know. He's saying it on mic. He's saying it on mic. You know. Um, can you do shows here in the winter? Yeah. Of course. We you have can. houses and indoor. People places. have. Uh, yeah. Wait, and then like, and the Bars. pandemic will be over. Yeah. Woo! Could be something. Think about it. Oh God, I'm so suggestible. Um, I had a plan already, and then every time you say that, I'm like, yeah, that would be awesome. We would be great at doing that. Um, Stop making me rethink my future. Don't move here just to start a show with me. You should have other reasons. Yeah. Because it could go horrible. It could go bad. But (laughs) also, I know how to run shows. I mean, like, how hard could it be? I mean, like, how bad could the show be? I could also just do comedy in Denver. You know what I mean? Like, there's a a lot of shows here. It's great. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on. And good comedians, which yeah. I like. Sometimes, like, some cities, I won't name names, but they rhyme with Schmaustin, have got a lot of, oh, it could be Austin or Boston. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You get you a little gray area. Exactly. Everyone can name me. I don't know. Uh, a lot of comedians, that all, not, not a lot of It rhymes with Schmaustin Schmexis. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you want to be able to look around and be like, wow, I want to do comedy like him and her and them and them and her and them and her and him. And they. And they. That's uh, the good part about New York is like, yeah, that's the trade off. It's like you get to be around people who are amazing and that is inspiring and it definitely drives you and makes you better. And they're also depressed. But <laughs> they got Conan. <laughs> <laughs> they have Conan. They're at the party that you're at. They have Conan and they're depressed. That's yeah. a huge lesson. I remember yeah. when the, before I moved to Chicago, I was at a bar with all the guys who were passed at Laugh Factory, and the email had just gone out about how many spots they had that week for Laugh Factory, and everyone was bitching. doesn't matter how many they had. They were all bitching about how many spots they had at Laugh Factory. I got Factory. 30 spots. Yeah. This is bullshit. I became the Laugh Factory. I hate it. Everyone laughs inside of me. Yeah, so just trying to shed all that complaining. Ego. Just shed the ego, shed the complaining, shed the nonsense part of comedy, and just focus on the fun. Is this wisdom... Um, 
found through spirituality at all or like you're no, meditating? God is dead. <laughs> you sit in the car and the way you hear like you're like <laughs> you're like it's so funny how uh you're have a great attitude and positive but then in the car you're like Everyone wants to uh, make sure we're, like, recycling and not overfishing the seas and not global warming. But, like, no one's talking about, like, is humanity worth saving? Should human beings keep on keeping on? I don't know. If we're all dead, then who cares? We're all dead. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I'm not talking about killing your mom. I'm talking about, like, letting everybody just fade away. If everyone is dead, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's really, it's a really hard question. Yeah. And then we're talking about... Um, you know, like the UN is like, okay, before we move on, is there any reason we should save anybody? Yeah, no one's ever like, we should save, people are always like, we should save the earth, we gotta save the earth, but no one ever asks like, but why? But, uh, for what? Which is very like nihilist and probably sounds bad, but... It's the definition. On a very grand level, like, but why though? It's important to ask those questions so that you can have a good answer. You should yes. have a good answer to those questions. Yes. It's for the same reason, like, you should have a good answer to why, why are you doing comedy? Is it because you want to have 100,000 followers? Is it because you want to have a TV show? Or is it because, what is it? Is it the feeling of being in the room? For me, I've convinced myself that for me it's the feeling of being in the room with the crowd and getting that feedback, that juice. That juice. From my idea. Joke juice. Joke juice, baby. Ooh, that's <clears throat> the name of our show. Joke juice. That sounds gross. Great. That's actually a good name. Yeah. Joke juice. Yeah. You doing joke juice, joke juice this week? I haven't been booked on joke juice and I hate it. Yeah. I hate the guys who run joke juice. Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a thing people complain about. Joke juice doesn't book enough women. Oh yeah, that's good. That's not a good show. There's a scene in Drew Carey show where they're buying uh they're buying tile. They're buying different tile for the bathroom and the guy goes like, Let me try this out and he puts it up against his face and he goes, Ugh, I'm never drinking again. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> uh it's like that. That's Joke hilarious. juice. Um Ryan Styles said that line. I don't know if you wrote it. Um We've seen a quinceanera here in the park. We listen, we saw a guy who was listening to a loud audiobook about why God allows suffering. And then you asked him if he would turn it down. And he, and he said nothing to you. Nothing. He just stared at you. And then he did turn it down after we moved. Yeah. Already. I think he thought we were leaving. And that's why he was moving. He was staying only to bother us. I think he was staying to like, so we could Quick hear his Jesus music. Oh. It wasn't music. It was just. It was a book. A audio book. Yeah. Um, okay, but wait, spirituality. Are you meditating? Are you reading anything that inspires this kind of? Because you you are fucking balanced and wise, Harris. Well, You've thank got you. good <laughs> mental health. Yeah. Well, it, it may appear like that, but you know, that's a lot. I'm a human. There's lots of ups and downs in yeah. mental health. I have self doubt all the time. Uh, I compare myself to other people, and I try not to. Who's your? Uh, yeah. Do you have a person that comes to mind? Who I compare myself to? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to fucking talk. I'm not going to say who I'm comparing myself to. Okay, gotcha. I'm not a psychopath. Um, yeah, I mean, I have mental health things just like everybody, uh, but I just try to not get sucked into them. Yeah. I guess. Uh, yes, I was meditating for a while. I kind of stopped, but I don't think that's related to my mindset around comedy. Yeah. I think it was just more like, even before COVID, I was kind of like getting to a breaking point in New York of like spending so much time grinding, spending so much time like working on like the marketing hustling part of it. Yeah. And I was just like, this is not, this is not what I moved here to do. It feels so meaningless. I remember I asked you about Instagram reels and you're like, 
they make me want to kill myself. And I, I'm not saying that like as a euphemism. Like literally, when I think about doing them, I think about killing myself. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I I just hate that people are like, well, if I want to get anywhere, I gotta make three second videos of me, yeah. and it can only be like if a blank was a blank or every guy who blank. Yeah, yeah, right. They encourage, they discourage originality. Yeah, a lot of the time. They they encourage you to follow a format. Yes. Although I follow some TikTokers that are like some like they make like one minute short films three times a week, and they're like brilliant and well written. Great. Isn't that cool? That is cool. Yeah. I hope I hope they're having fun doing it. I hope they, they seem like they I hope are. they want to do it, and they're not just doing it and then like checking their TikTok thirty times a day to see how many likes and comments it it's gets. Probably both. It's probably it's both. really hard to like make stuff. For the internet and not get sucked into that mindset. Yeah. Like uh, the yeah, like and also like you need the that's the quality control. You're like, well, next time I'll do it like this because those those will get more likes, and then you end up just getting sucked into this weird algorithm thing. Yeah. And it's almost like you're working for TikTok. It's almost like you're working, you're doing their bidding. You're doing what they want. Yeah, that's what it is. You are creating content so they can show ads to people. And you, you see ads every time. It sucks. Yeah. It's basically like they've just created television. But instead of having to pay a bunch of people to produce shows, people produce shows for free. For and then free. they can just show ads. God, what a dystopia. It is a little bit. Okay, do okay, do you know about the future? Do you think about the future of entertainment, of, of internet, of like of comedy? Do you think about that? Totally unpredictable. Okay. No idea what's happening. But you know a lot about it. I just I have no idea what's gonna happen. It okay. changes all the time. Doesn't yeah. it seem like that? I know, but okay, so uh, maybe I'm setting you up so I can say my prediction, but like it's yeah, seems- yeah. What's your prediction? <laughs> Thanks, Harris. <laughs> Thanks. It's so generous of a question. I uh, like a democratization Patreon um, thing where it's like, hey, I like Harris Alterman. I'm paying him ten bucks a month, and I get to watch all his stuff. I, I'm on the Harris Alterman app or whatever. Ooh, um, I like that. You know what An I mean? app. <laughs> I open it up, and it shows me Harris stuff all the time, and then his friends are on it. Or it's like me, you, and seven other funny comedians. We have a channel, and it's like. Every day there's a half hour of something on the channel, and for that channel you pay 20 bucks a month. We all get a taste of that. There's advertising on the channel. There's whatever. There's paid partnerships, whatever people do. Um, direct stuff. Crypto could help with that because crypto is set up to sort of make things automatically happen. Like crypto basically can replace like 100 people's jobs. Like it's like the way there's a, there's a Viacom people who make sure my friend worked at Viacom and he made sure the right commercials were playing at the right time. But like uh, there there could be algorithms in Bitcoin that can do that. That just like they pay they pay the um, the user per they pay the guy who made the video per click on the ad automatically. And there's and no one is employed doing that. It's all um, smart contracts or whatever. I don't know. Don't you feel like this kind of already exists that you can build your own thing yeah, and get money for it? Yes, but it'll be more it'll like, be easier to do. The way that Patreon, like before Patreon, it was like Venmo me when you watch my YouTube or whatever, and now Patreon is a is a thing that easily to click in. It automates the whole thing. It'll be like that, but with video audio content. Yeah, I think part of me is like, uh, like f- to have a Patreon. Maybe it's like a self-doubt thing. I'm like, what do I need a Patreon? Like, who's gonna pay to like for my Patreon? Yeah, it feels like a just kind of crazy to start, but I can't tell if that's like a self-doubt thing. It is to an extent, but also that's realistic. Like, I mean, honestly, there there would be like, I bet there'd be 20 or 30 people who would be like, no, I I get enough value from Harris's videos to 
pay for for them if they're good. Right. And then maybe they'd be another 15 or 20 who are like, Harris is my friend, daughter, cousin. He's not my daughter. He's There's Harris. probably like 15 people who are like, Harris is my son. I have 15 <laughs> dads. That's the secret to comedy is just have like. Have more dads. Have more dads. Yeah. Uh, and one of them's going to be rich. If you yeah. have, no, no, no. The thing is, it's about num- it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. If you get game. enough dads, one of them's going to be wealthy. So, I mean, like, you got to you ask yourself, is one dad enough? No. Is one dad enough? You no, got to have more never dads. Enough. Never enough. I mean, you know who has 10, one dad? 10,000 dads. Everyone's got one dad. 10,000 dads. One dad's not cool. You know what's cool? 10,000 10, dads. dads. Malcolm Gladwell. Drop the the. Just call him dad. Dad. Not the dad. Anyway, yeah, it feels weird. But the, do you subscribe, you subscribe to some Patreon? I subscribe to one Patreon. Mango Bay. Yeah. Shout out Mango Bay. That's an, I like being able to like subscribe to like, but f- f- people that I think are funny who are like not famous. But I'm yeah. like, you guys are doing great stuff. I would love to support you. Here's yeah. a couple bucks a month. You yeah. absolutely deserve it. And you're just doing that. You're not even like getting the perks or whatever. I don't think I don't know. The, the perk is here's some money. You're funny. Keep making. No, it. but they are giving the people who subscribe. Us, like you know, exclusive shit or whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch the exclusive See, shit. I, I just want to give them some money because I think it's funny. That's amazing. That's really nice. Um, like I subscribe to one Patreon because I want the, I want, I like the podcast so much. I want an extra podcast every week. Wow, what podcast is that? Tuesdays with Stories with Joe List and Mark Norman. That's great. I like it. I get an extra one. It's worth it to me. Like I would buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess my question is, how would you start a Patreon for something that's not a podcast? Because I don't want to have a podcast. Yeah. Um, so what is what is the thing? I don't know. Anything where you're releasing something regularly, you can release one for free and then one paid, you know? Yeah. Do you think it's a weird? Video? To just, is it weird to have a Patreon for like, I'm a comedian. Subscribe to my Patreon. Yeah. It's weird. Well, I think it's like you're supposed to be selling content. Uh-huh. It's supposed to be like, you know, and access. They usually do like... uh. Q and A's or like uh, they do like Zoom meetups with everyone who's on the Patreon and stuff. Yeah, I guess it just feels weird to do because it's like I don't have like a massive fan base or something. Exactly. It feels weird to start that with like what like like yeah my cousin and my mom. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, I know. I I feel the same way. I'm I do a podcast and I feel the same way. Like it feel it feel, would feel weird. But, or is the point like just get over that hump and just make something and that's how you build it? I mean, I think yeah, I think. Um, Typically, the advice that anyone would give anyone is, like, likely you should err on the side of you're probably being too self-critical and self-conscious. Like, it's unlikely that you are being um, not self-conscious enough. Would you think I was weird if I started a Patreon? um, Yes. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, for like For, like, nothing. I mean, I want to start a Patreon, too. That's one of my goals. That's the perk, is you get nothing. (laughs) You get nothing. (laughs) I'll send you a message every month that says, fuck you. Thanks for the $5. You piece of shit. You piece of fucking shit. Dad. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Um, But, yeah, I think Patreon's not quite built for people to be like, like, should I watch Netflix or Hulu or Harris's Patreon? Yeah. But you could have videos on there. You could have, like, a... Um, we talked about you doing a business hacker masterclass parody. Yeah. I pitched that to you. And it's like, uh, that's exactly in your wheelhouse. You could write hilarious stuff. It would be worth money. People would pay money for it. You think so? How many people do you think would? 50. 10? Well, here's the thing. I just put out like an ebook. Yeah. And I was curious how many people would get that. Cause that was free. <laughs> uh, that was free. And maybe you'd like subscribe to my email list to get it. Yeah. And maybe 80 people okay. subscribed. That's pretty good. Uh, I mean, probably like 
40 of those people were already my friends who I yeah. know. Yeah. 80? I don't know. Okay, right. That's the thing. Is like, it sounds stupid. It sounds stupid even to be like, I'm going to start a comedy show. It's like, who would come to your comedy show? Oh, well, I totally start a comedy show. Yeah. Okay. A comedy show is just like, you know, it's like, like a, like a public thing. service. Yeah, it's like yeah. A, it is a public service. Yeah. Do you volunteer? Yes, I do. Yeah, in a way. In a way. I've been on so many dates where a girl's been like, no, comedy's important. And I'm like, just, it's okay. It's not. Like, it's okay. I should be doing stuff that's also good. You know what I mean? I think you should just take it and be like, you know what it is? It is important. You're welcome for. <laughs> I think me I being kind here. of used to think in the mindset of like, this isn't important. This is stupid. Yeah. But then actually, like, talking to people after shows sometimes, especially after COVID, people are like, I needed this. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to kill myself tonight. If you, if I didn't come to this show, I was going to put a gun in my mouth. So thank you. And you're like, well, shit, maybe comedy is helping yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to argue with that. Yeah. No, like, the, like, the, like genuinely they were like, thanks guys. Or like we came in, we came to, went to Scotts Plus, Nebraska. They're like, thanks for coming. Here. Thank you for coming. They're like on the Scott's verge Plus. of tears. Yeah. Thank you for coming to our town. It means so much. No one's ever been here. <laughs> <laughs> The only guy that comes here is a FedEx guy, and he fucking hates all. We of us. killed him because <laughs> he was a Jew. We <laughs> oh my god! Want to tell that story real quick? Yes. Here's a 15 second story. On stage in Nebraska, I said, "Are there any Jews who live in this town?" And someone yelled out, "There used to be." <laughs> <laughs> Second show back after COVID. <laughs> Fun town. <laughs> And they're like, I wouldn't go around saying you're Jewish. Like yeah. they're like warning you against it. Yikes! I wouldn't go around saying you're anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon. So yeah, I think there'll be a there'll be like a a sort of like a a streaming service that's like Patreon, and uh, it's got everybody on one thing, and all you got to do is click. It'd be like it'll be like go to squing, squingle.com slash Harris. Yeah. Squingle. Squingle me, baby. Yeah, it's everything's kind of like it'll in be this like weird pick me up on Squingle. It's a fun channel. I I do it with ten friends. You know what I mean? Squingle. That sounds actually good. I just came up with that on the pod, but I think that sounds Boom. good. Boom, sell it. Um, it sounds good. I'm so bad. At, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'm I I have been in the past bad at uh, that kind of that kind of thing where I would have to like that kind of organization required to make up a whole app or whatever. Um, but it could work. You're, what, you're trying to make an app? Well, no, but if I was going to make Squingle, that would be that would be beyond my purview. I could not do that. I mean, I think you should sell the rights to the name. The name is the Squingle. best part. Squingle. How do you spell it? You can't spell it. It's unspellable. <laughs> <laughs> it has a bunch it, of letters no one's ever seen. It's a Squiggle, G-L-N-E. <laughs> it's Vil- G- Silicon Valley 2.0. <laughs> can't even spell it. Yeah, we took away the vowels, then the consonants. Now it's just... Now What's it's the just logo? Saying, no logo. It's a logo, baby. No logo. Are you on... That's the logo. <laughs> but yeah, Follow me on. <laughs> if that was the next social media platform. Yeah, so you got like 100,000 followers on. <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of time. You guys got to put in the hours, man. If you want to get big on. Steve! You got you to gotta put the time in. Hit me up on puh, 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 Steve. It's I mean, not bad. We already have TikTok, which is a stupid name. TikTok. TikTok. TikTokian. TikTokian. A TikTokian. We're looking at a TikTokian nightmare right now. An Orwellian TikTokian Orwellian nightmare. Orwellian nightmare. One minute of this podcast could go 100,000 views on TikTok. They have. My podcast has got 100,000 views on TikTok. Really? Yeah. It's like, so Did your everyone, life change? 
No, not even close. I have 800 followers. So, like, none of the people who watched it were like, I'm going to, I want to watch more of this. Oh, well, followers on TikTok are made up. Really? Yeah. What does that mean? It just means that just the way that their platform is set up, followers don't mean anything because it's the For You page. I never looked at the follower page. Yeah. No I'll one does. You it's people yeah. on the For You page. So, followers don't matter. Okay. Interesting. But yeah, the internet's like in the weird, and you're talking about like the Patreon thing and like the future. Twitter has, Twitter's coming out with super followers. Yes. They're Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. So people are like trying to figure out like, yeah, the internet's like so young. People are still trying to figure out like, well, how the, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So there's that. Also, I think YouTube now has a thing, which is maybe like in beta where you can tip people, which I think Twitch has maybe. And, uh, t- uh there's a tip jar on Twitter too. I've seen some yeah. people joking about it. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. Like on YouTube, you can just like click like tip. And maybe if you have a video got 100K views and you get like, I don't know, maybe like a couple hundred bucks out of no it. No commitment, right. Just people like, I love, this really helps me fix my car. Here's a dollar. You Here's mean, like, five cents. Yeah. It adds up if it's a bunch of people. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm hopeful. I think that like, you know, human beings are good at figuring things out. Um, they want to be entertained. Um, I like entertaining them. I want to keep being around that space and figuring it out. I don't know. I think it'd be kind of cool to charge people to watch YouTube videos. Yeah. It shouldn't be free. Some of them are, are, take a lot. A yeah. lot. Maybe you should be charged, like, if you want to watch a YouTube video, it's th- it's three cents if you want to watch this. Yeah, yeah. Everything's going to be, right, it'll be like a little spread around like that. Yeah. Also, that'd probably help people with their addiction. They'd be like, I don't want to watch this because it's going to cost me money. Yeah, right. I'm speaking for myself. Yeah. Very, very addicted to YouTube. Well, yeah. Well, also, your attention is valuable. Right now, all you're doing is, like, paying attention. Uh, which is the name of my new book, Paying Attention. <laughs> um, and then attention spelled with $2 signs. You figure out where. And um, But we're doing, you are like, you are giving them something. And your attention is valuable that they sell that your attention. So instead of that, that's why that's the democratization is, it's more direct. Instead of, instead of me, I watch Harris's video, and my attention is sold to a pre-roll video for graham crackers, okay? Instead, I just pay Harris for the video. It feels Direct. like it feels like middlemen will always figure out a way to get their slimy little paws in there, right? I know. No matter what, they're I know. Slimy, right? And there's there's yeah, like no matter what it is, there's gonna be a bunch of guys who are making money on it passively. They're gonna figure out how to set it up so I'm making money off of that. I make money off of that and that and that. I'm sitting here on my fucking fat ass. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder like if like managers, comedy managers, will be a thing in the future. It seems like they're not even a thing now. Well, people have them. I know, but like why? Like why? You know, like I don't know. Uh, I don't have one, so I can't speak to spo- that. Me neither. They're supposed to make you give you connections. To Did the I tell business. you I've been like cold emailing managers? Yeah. Yeah. No, you didn't. Oh, I told. Well, Sorry, I you have. Tell me now. For what? To How? try to get a manager. Okay. For what? I don't know. You should be asking yourself this question. Uh, I guess in theory, I have friends who have managers, and they get to submit for writing jobs. Yeah. Right. So that sounds cool. Exactly. There's like, uh, there's enough managers. Where they'll get the they'll yeah they'll, they don't need to just open up to everybody submit for writing jobs yeah would you like to write? Um, I like the idea of comedy being my job, so I don't <clears> have to do the job, you know, my regular job. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I feel the same way, but I don't see myself being like um, satisfied with that or happy with that. You know what I mean? If that um, was your day job? Yeah. Really? Yeah, like I want to be the star. I want to be. You know what I mean? I want to be performing and i guess it'd what if be you're getting paid a bunch of money to write a comedy a bunch you're of money to write comedy i know i know no i know but it's never it doesn't appeal to me viscerally 
Um, do you think Do you think TV will exist in ten years? I don't think so. There'll be There'll be shows. There will but be don't shows. Be TV. I don't think there will be TV. No. I feel like just even in like the past year, all the networks are moving to streaming now. Yeah. Fucking Peacock. Yeah. Right. Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Everything yeah. has to have a plus on it. Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah. Okay, plus what? Plus what? Plus what? Plus what? <laughs> More like Disney minus. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter wants Disney Division. I don't know how to get it. <laughs> Disney Division. Oh, no, no. I'm going to limit. I'm limiting. I'm cutting your Disney Plus. Guess what? It's going to be Disney, Disney one half. Yeah. Disney divide. Disney, Disney one half. Disney fractions. <laughs> Disney fractions. Uh, but yeah, I don't think any of that stuff will exist. Oh, the streaming will exist. Streaming will be more. But streaming. television will. Like, it's so weird. It's like, uh, it kind of makes you like reframe what you think is important. Because for like a long time, you're like, I want to get on TV. But then if that doesn't exist anymore, you have to step back and be like, Wait, what was I actually after? Yeah. You were after like credibility. Yeah, this reminds me when I when I write. I'm writing with I write with Noah. I'll write we write his stuff and like he'll be like I hate that and I go I hate that scene and I go well here's I think that scene is good because it it sort of introduces these two characters and it's funny for that kind of situation. But other than that, I don't care what it is. Like I just tell him exactly only only what I love about what the scene was before we cut it. You know what I mean? Like, and he's like, okay, well if you want that, we can just do that over here instead. So it's kind of like. It's kind of like, I want to be on TV. And it's like, well, you can't be on TV. It's like, well, I like the idea of a lot of people watching me. Uh-huh. And they go, okay, well, if a lot of people watch you, maybe you can get on Netflix. And it's like, well, Netflix, you know, whatever. You know, like that. But you can have a lot of people Back watch off. you on YouTube if you wanted to. Right. For some reason, people, I, I don't know, like, people get tied to, like, I want people to, a lot of people to watch me, but only, like, on Netflix. I only want a lot of people to watch me, like, but on Conan. And it's like, why, it's just... It's just people watching you. What's wrong with them watching you on YouTube? Yeah. It's the same thing. Conan was always a goal for me. It's not going to happen because they're uh, he's going off the air. You got three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. I got to go now. Um, I met a guy in New Orleans who was driving to Austin to camp out in front of Joe Rogan because he has a story that needs telling. Are you serious? Yeah. One of the story was? Yeah. It was. Uh, I didn't release the podcast because it's kind of weird. But um, the guy uh, was a. He worked as a Sherpa on Mount Everest, and um, I'm into this. The Sherpas are being underpaid um, because they're locals or something like that, and uh, he, you know they're being paid like like he did it for fun, and he was realizing like I'm losing money on this. Like he, they're like they, they're like basically barely making a cent. You know, like on the whole journey. Like they're just making like basically they're like making like food room and board and the board is a tent. He's featuring. He's featuring as a sheriff. <laughs> he wants the headline. Well, yeah. if anyone's gonna camp out for a long time, it's probably gonna be that guy because he's a sherpa. Yeah, he didn't seem like a sherpa. Are people camping out in front of Joe Rogan's house? I don't. Think they, don't even, they probably don't even know where it is. I think he keeps that real secret because because like of crazies like that. That's a level of fame I would never want. He is way too famous. If he says anything controversial it blows up the vaccine thing that's crazy dr fauci had to go joe rogan's wrong about the vaccine that's when you know you've made it too far for sure jim gaffigan and this is like this is great because this is so gaffigan he's like i don't want to be louis ck i don't want to be on the cover of rolling stone and this is before louis ck got canceled it's like if you're on the cover of rolling stone everyone just thinks of a reason to hate you 
because they go, you're number one. Why is he number fuck one? Fuck you, yeah. You're fuck- you want you want to be like a like a very strong four or five like Gaffigan, where it's like the number one likes you because you're number four, and then everyone below you likes you because it's like, oh yeah, it's Gaffigan. He's doing great. Um, Gaffigan's yeah. He's Louis C.K. wishes to use Gaffigan right now probably. So if TV didn't exist, okay, and Netflix didn't exist, yep. What would your goal in comedy be? I mean, my goal in comedy remains is I want to be. I love. I want to write and perform comedy. That's what you're doing right now. Exactly. Oh my god. You made it. I want to do it in. Yeah, and I want to keep doing it and do it. Um, uh, I want to get you know, good stage time in front of good audiences. Is that really going to be enough for you? You think, or is that you, you're trying to like convince yourself of that? I know. I mean, like, uh, if that if I was uh, if I was getting good audiences, good stage time, and good money, that's it. That's, that's good. it. Good. Because honestly, like I am, people are like, you're not gonna notice whatever if like you don't know that you can't feel it if you if you have a hundred thousand followers, it doesn't feel like that. Like in a room, I would like to be in a room of five hundred people, make them all laugh. That would be lovely. Yeah, you can feel them. You can feel it. They're breathing. They have eyes. You can feel it. Um, it's such a gross thing I've said before, but like it's true. After wet cash one time, it was like a, a packed wet cash. It's fifty people in a small room, and I got off stage and I go, Rachel, which is my co-producer. I go, Rachel, no woman has ever made me feel like that. <laughs> and she was like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, well, no." That is the best feeling is a small room with 50 people. Yeah, and you and like a and a crush. Yeah, yep. they love everything you said, and you had some riffs and some jokes. And they loved all of it. Killer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else do you think? Anything else you think? Anything before we go? About life. About life. About life. A call to action for the audience. What do you think? Someone who listened to you for an hour, what should they do? Uh, take a break from, try to take a break from technology. For how long? Eat whatever works for you. Just try to take some break you think you can do. Try to get outside. Maybe be like no computer after 8 p.m. for just try it for three days. Or just try not to look at your smartphone until noon. Or get a flip phone. Has that been huge for you? Big change in your life? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I was going insane. I literally went insane. Because I was like, I mean, people have this all the time. Like, you get, like, stuck in the habit. Like, you got your computer, and then you pick up your phone for a second. Yeah. And it's like, I felt like I wasn't even in control anymore. I was picking up my phone, clicking Instagram, or, like, clicking YouTube or something, and I wasn't in control. I literally, like, just, like, left. I left my house. It was, like, 9 o'clock. And I just, like, went to Cricket Wireless <laughs> and just <laughs> got a fucking flip phone. Nice. Yeah. And I also got charged an upgrade fee to switch to a flip phone. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was $50 to get this, to upgrade to a flip phone. <laughs> and you can get text. Can you send pictures? Uh, technically. <laughs> <laughs> People hate me in group chats because if I'm in a group chat, now whenever someone sends a picture for everyone, it shows up as like really minuscule. So I'm in no group chats now. I, no one wants to be in my group chat. Uh, that's a huge plus. Yeah, I'm in no group chats. I hate every group chat. I mean, uh, a Facebook chat, fine. I can mute it, but uh, it's useless. Okay, and that's the last time that, that phone's going to knock over, and we'll wrap it up. Uh, it's the, what is it on Instagram? The Harris Alterman. The Harris Alterman. But Instagram, I don't care about that much. If you, uh, if you like what I had to say and you, you like my vibe, then subscribe to my email list. Yes. Okay, because that I have actual control over. It's not controlled by Mark. Where do you go to there? Um, Where do you go go to there? You can go to my website and subscribe to my email list, which is just harrisalterman.com. Okay. 
HarrisHalterman.com. Subscribe to the email list, and then you can see are sending out emails for shows. For a big show, you uh, probably for a big show, but yeah. probably just like videos and projects here yeah. and there. I won't email email you that much. Nice. Well, thanks for doing it, buddy. You're the best. Thanks for having me. And that's the show. That's that's me talking with Harris. He's sweet. He's incredible. He's very very funny um, and very very wise. Crazy combination. Usually, usually you're funny and you're also incredibly mentally ill. <laughs> But Harris has got a good hold on his mental health. Um, once again, his Instagram is the Harris Alterman, um, and he's still putting up funny stuff. He he just wrote a, wrote an ebook that you can get if you subscribe to his email list. The email list is available at the Harris Alter at harrisalterman dot com. Harris Alterman H A R R I S A L T E R M A N dot com. Um, thanks for listening once again. The logo for our podcast was designed by Mr. Rudy Schultz, graphic designer extraordinaire, uh, someone who you could definitely hire. And the theme song was written and performed by Steve Gerard, Steve Gerard, comedian and musician of Crown Blue Music, whose uh, album is available now on Spotify. That's Crown Blue Music. Thanks for listening once again, everybody. Have I thanked you enough? I don't think I have. My mom raised me right. So thanks for listening and happy late Mother's Day, mom. Um, Catch you next week. Bye-bye.